one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to Get the Table, another wrestling roundtable discussion podcast for myself, Adam Wilborn, and the Dadly Boys of What Culture here today to talk about the return of Bailey and how it needs to happen. Uh, Michael Hamflet, recently we've heard reports that Bailey is back training at the Performance Center. Fantastic news. We need her back, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's WWE, so it comes with all the regular caveats and qualifiers that they are. That all of their wrestlers pretty much are hotter when they're not on the television than when they are. It's a reality of the content super service era and how quickly the way they say tell stories, the way they use their creative visions to kind of normalize all of their stars straight away. That when you're not around, people just remember all the great bits, all the nonsense weeks and the things where stuff didn't make sense or there was no logic or your performance wasn't that great gets forgotten and people just reflect on all the good stuff. I do this all the time with Bailey. She's probably my favorite wrestler. She's definitely my favorite WWE wrestler. Um, I think she's somebody that has like not quite gamed the system like a Sami Zayn or Kevin Owens, but has done as much as she possibly can to work within its very, very strict confines and get the best out of it over and over again. She should be 10 times bigger mm. than she is ultimately for what they had from NXT to what they got to in the main roster. But she left, I wouldn't say at the peak of her powers as a heel, but she left following a year where she kind of at times kept the train on the tracks. Like WWE was struggling in the Performance Center and even in the Thunderdome. And her story with Sasha Banks that you could tell was one of the few things on the show was something that the wrestlers had involvement in, had care for, was one of the only watchable elements of WWE, a WWE that really struggled with the circumstances. So people have kind of forgotten the dreadful weeks where there was a million Bailey faces on the I haven't. screens. <laughs> or... You know, similar things like that. And have instead just remembered how creative she was in a difficult time. Couple that with the fact that she's, I think, objectively, one of the best women's wrestlers they've ever had in WWE. That every single woman spe- seems to speak highly of their interactions with Bailey, either when sort of they were on the come up with her or how they interacted with her when they arrived on the main roster or how they worked with her at the Performance Center. Nobody seems to have bad words. So she strikes me as that kind of locker room leader presence that's going to help everybody along. This women's division is kind of a mess at mm. the moment. WWE has got parity now, but there's massive quality problems. Uh, they don't book the women well. They still treat them like divas, even if they're trying to present it as a women's wrestling division. Billy can elevate the trash. And I just think she is... It's hard to work out what kind of a, how big a star she is. I think that's the one thing that's potentially missing. When we've talked about Sasha Banks, it's a lot easier to just 
kind of be able to say almost with objectivity, Sasha Banks is this big deal, she could draw, she could be a negligible difference. I'm not sure you have that with Bailey, but I'd compare her to more of a Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels figure anyway. I think the quality is there to be seen week on week mm. with how she brings people on, even if sometimes the numbers aren't with her. Mad to think that it's been over a year since we've seen her, and it's been, what, since February, March 2020, since she's been in front of regular crowds on a regular basis. Uh, Sige, we, we saw, obviously, last year with the return of Becky Lynch at SummerSlam, and then the, the difficulty WWE had with everyone being so happy that she's back, and then being like, no, 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 you need to boo her, she's a, you know, a bad guy. Is that, for you, affect how you think they book her as either a face or a heel when she does return? Yes, absolutely, she must Absolutely, under no circumstances, return as a heel. To me, like, she did well in the pandemic. I was a little bit um, lower on her output than my esteemed colleague, Michael Hamflit here, but I did appreciate the grind and the sheer graft and the confidence to be able to perform spontaneously in the moment under those bleak conditions. And given that she was not really sort of the most respected talent, in WWE, given that like they completely botched a face turn and she was kind of just a body on the show. So for her to just get the confidence and sense the opportunity of virtually everything else on the show is absolutely bobbins. So why don't <laughs> I do something about it? Just interact with Cole and just bring kind of a spark of life mm. to this absolute moribund situation in which they were in. And then fair play to WWE for once. She was rewarded for her works. A lot of people were sort of memeing at interactions with Michael Cole. Like people really sort of um, got into that. And then as... These things tend to go in WWE, and they completely flanderized this character. She became like the ninth Dajoka baby in the <laughs> entire promotion. I was sort of obsessed with laughing, just absolutely obsessed with laughing. My balls cringed into my gooch when she did that thing on the the, the multiple screens that oh. Hamza talked about oh. where... She was in a feud with Bianca Belair at the time, and it's like, right, you've taken this sort of character who's decided to be a bit of a mischievous dickhead by clinking the belts, and you just completely and utterly ruined it and made it cringeworthy, and it's like absolute through the the looking glass of how terribly um, booked this promotion is. You take the most pure of heart babyface who embodies every great babyface characteristic so well that in front of a crowd that is essentially a husk of a childhood wrestling fan, mostly millennial males, um, at these NXT takeover crowds, the first arena-sized crowds, and slowly but surely, because she's outstanding at her craft, one of the best pure baby faces of her generation, she gets the adult males, raised on cool heels, might I add, like miles and years and miles removed mm. from enjoying absolute pure wholesome baby faces, and they connected with this Bailey character, and that's them. She had enormous potential to reach young girls. It's like it was visually on the screen with Izzy. That they should have looked and thought, right, keep her a baby face, book her as a great baby face, do what they're doing in NXT because we could really get, and this is not hyperbole at all, legitimately you had proof of concept with Izzy in that NXT full sale crowd that you had potentially the next John Cena on your mm-hmm. hands, and they absolutely botched it beyond belief. This is genuinely like a, a second shot at Bailey because what's going to happen, as inevitably happens, you, you commit several felonies, right? If you're a WWE star, you go away, you get injured for nine months. Oh, I haven't seen you. You haven't been on telly being very boring for ages. So I'm going to cheer you because I remember you and I remember liking you a lot. So she's going to be a baby face regardless of whether they book her as one. She absolutely peaked and jumped the shark as a heel. And this is genuinely an opportunity to get the best out of one of the best performances they've had all century long. It will be a disgrace 
genuinely promotional malpractice mm-hmm. if they attempt to bring it back as a heel because it was such a missed opportunity, Bailey on the main roster. And you know, this version of WWE, I'm not exactly high on it, right? But I said previously that they've gone from 2019 with the wild card rule, the two out of three falls stuff, spiders in cages, law stuff, Eric Rowe and doppelgangers. Like this version of WWE, it's not particularly interesting. It's not like blow away great, but it's far better than that. It's just mm. very, very drab for my tastes. But clearly, if you look at the ratings, dropping all that complete nonsense, they've had a remarkable year in the Nielsen's WWE. So there might be something to this model of, oh, it's a bit dry, it's a bit drab, it's a bit repetitive, but it's not laughable. <laughs> it's not a complete and utter <laughs> laughing stock. So the babyface version of Bailey could genuinely exist within the system. I don't know what they've done. But it's better. Yes. <laughs> I find it incredibly boring, and I used to prefer it on a perversely entertaining level, but the idea that, it, that, that they botch everyone and everything's a disgrace, like, look, look at the ratings. Mm. Look at the fact that they're not laughable anymore. This version of Bailey, the babyface version of Bailey, could actually work in 2022 WWE. Mm. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify, in-store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail23. Shopify.com slash retail23. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. I should point out we're recording this on Friday afternoon uh, and the reports have come out today about her being back at the performance. So she could be back on SmackDown tonight. If that's not the case, when would you have a comeback? SummerSlam? Before SummerSlam? After? SummerSlam feels good. Uh, it's, you know, it's WWE. Some moments matter. Um, they're doing very little, in my opinion, to create matches that uh, are going to make the shows feel worthy of the stadiums they're in, both at SummerSlam and kind of what we expect for Clash at the Castle. Money in the Bank didn't exist as one in the end. 
they don't have the matches and the combinations. That is evidenced by Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar again. They just do not have the matches and the combinations. There could be great stuff on the night. They really could. Typically, WWE is, it'll be all right on the night now when it comes to premium live events anyway. That's that's where the wrestlers wrestle and things look as well as they possibly could do for that company. So Bailey returning, um, you know, I'm not suggesting it be on the level of a Cody at a WrestleMania or something like that, but she has been off television that long. And as you pointed out, because she got injured right before Money in the Bank, which was WWE's first major show back last year, she's gone the longest possible time you could have gone without performing in front of a crowd. So this is that. Do you remember when it was going to be WrestleMania 37 and it was going to be um, a staggered crowd mm. and there was the thunderstorms and all that kind of thing? There was people in the building and everybody was saying, well, at least like Bailey will get to wrestle now. And she was the one person they cruelly Ugh. left off the card. And the Bellas, the Hall of Famers, the Bellas got booed for kind of bullying Bailey on the night because at this point... As baby faces. Yeah, as baby faces. <laughs> this affection had built up for Bailey and the crowd were that happy to get the opportunity to reward her with praise and love and cheers and adoration and then weren't giving it. She had to be this, like, idiot figure, this clown who the Bellas could easily beat up. So there exists this evidence that the fans are going to want to pop huge for her. To Sidgwick's point, kind of it seems insane to bring a, even attempt to bring her back as a heel. It would scan like... Seth Rollins in 2016 when he gets a pop one night and then, what are you cheering me for? Like, you didn't cheer me last year. Each and every one of you suck. Oh, all right then. Well, I won't cheer you. Thanks very much for that. Thanks for taking away a thing I liked in 24 hours. So it just feels like it'd be a needless thing to do uh, to a person in her position. SummerSlam as a babyface for the moment. Um, but if you want to bring her back beforehand, I think it has to be with a return match in mind. Mm. Um, you don't have a wrestle on television. You know, you have a work... As against a, a strong heel and a, a big heel. And I've got somebody in mind for that, but only because she's not already announced something else. I think if not at SummerSlam, in the run-up to SummerSlam, Bailey as a babyface against Becky Lynch in kind of her last major heel feud before you kind of properly kickstart her babyface turn would be perfect. Mm. They were horsewomen, obviously, together, so there's loads of inbuilt relationship. But Becky Lynch as the man never really had much to do with Bailey until Bailey turned heel and hit with that steel chair. And they never really went back to that. If you remember that tag match where Bailey finally turned, um, they haven't done much together, Bailey and Becky Lynch. Odd little brand for brand stuff around Survivor Series time, but that's pretty much it. You could explore Becky Lynch, who became this massive star, versus Bailey, who became a massive star when Becky Lynch went away, coming together for the first time as huge stars. Bailey gets the win as a babyface. She's back and running again, and Becky Lynch has to look inward and say, right, enough of this. This big-time Bex thing has not worked. I failed and failed and failed and failed. You could do that for SummerSlam, but it feels like they need Becky for Bianca mm. for yet another rematch. So it feels to me like that's a post-pay-per-view thing rather than for the right now. Yeah, I like that as a, as a booking idea. In terms of, of champions and championships, Sige, um, like we say, we, we're presuming uh, right now... Probably Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship and the SmackDown Women's Championship, quite possibly Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. In terms of championships and champions, out of that collection, who and what is best for her to go after? It says something about the depth or lack thereof in this division that I don't even have an honourable mention for you. I think Bailey versus Ronda could be somewhat interesting and it's two big names against each other. But ultimately, if the idea is to run Becky versus Ronda at WrestleMania 39, is it, at this point next yeah, year? Yeah. Like, I think the bloom's off that rose. Realistically, if you want to be completely brutally honest, that program was hot for like a month when it didn't even happen. And it's in legacy. It's in law now. WWE law. They're going to do like, it anyway. They're going to do yeah. it anyway. <laughs> it's enshrined as this amazing match that we were deprived of as a singles, and we'll get it eventually. I don't think that's it 
anymore by half. Um, so you could do Bailey versus Ronda, but Ronda would have to win that because the Ronda Becky match, and you don't want to squander Bailey's return by just having her eat a pin. I've got no honourable mentions for you. There's not really a heel in that women's division right now who I think is absolutely incredible and could be like genuinely a sense of peril for Bailey, someone you're desperate for Bailey to beat. Um, I do like the Becky versus Bailey stuff that Hamlet's uh, suggested because they haven't done it to death, like they've done so much else to death. And you can kind of um, use it as a platform for Becky Lynch's character progression to get to this Ronda thing that they are inevitably going to do. There's no point in not talking about it. So if you have Bailey beat Becky Lynch in this sort of the expected trilogy that they often do, um, Bailey gets over. People connect with Bailey. That's good. Bailey can then do something else. And Becky, in losing that, like when you're at the tail end of your character's run before you turn heel or turn face, you can kind of lose and lose and mm. lose. And those defeats are usually the impetus to turn one way or the other so they can get away with beating Becky Lynch. And maybe Becky Lynch losing to Bailey, and maybe from a character perspective, she can say, well, I need to be less of a clown chasing former glories and believe in my own hype and wrestling in a more pure way as my opponent just did and beat me. I don't know. So the kind of story that tells us should be on Ms. TV in a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those, like, uh, you know, the story is there for Bailey and Bianca, but then you'd have to have a heel Bailey. And I completely agree with you, Sidge. I don't think that that would work, and it just wouldn't be received by the audience. Finally, as we wrap up, Sidge alluded to it there, like a, a fresh start, another go at the Bailey character, especially mm. as a baby face. Not necessarily yeah. as pure white meat baby face as she was when she came up from NXT, for example. Yeah. But is this the last shot with Bailey in terms of the fact that her best mate quite possibly is heading out the door? Yeah, um, it's funny, like you mentioned Sasha Banks, I guess, because it'll be strange at the prospect of Bailey having a long run that doesn't in some way involve Sasha Banks. Their chemi- they were so like indestructible, really, because the amount of times they were buried together and apart as characters, they were always on the same brand, they were either always feuding or always teaming, and the amount of times we tried to kill them and couldn't, as yes. was proven by the good feud in the end. It just, I don't know, it, it obviously must be a cream rises to the top thing. that They, they just could not kill these talents. Um, so it'll be strange to see Bailey thriving if she does in a, a WWE without Sasha Banks. I'm really interested in this babyface version of Bailey this time around because the one thing this has um compared to the original run of Bailey on the main roster is nothing to do with the character. It's to do with the and we'll say Vince McMahon, but I guess there's maybe other people at that table, but Vince is still that guy. Vince McMahon's respect is what that Bailey character didn't have the last time around. You had, you know, we could do multiple podcasts on Bailey's NXT run and how great that was, but to Sidgwick's point, just using the Izzy, you know, example, and those sold-out takeovers and those amazingly hot crowds, you had that. Vincent Mann only needs to watch his wrestling show to see what could sell tickets, and he chose not to do it because he didn't know the talent, he didn't trust the talent, he saw a childlike figure and made her hug Corey Graves and did, Bailey, this is your life and all that stuff because she was literally reduced to that of a child. It's not that now. It was evident during the pandemic that it, she is a talent that is respected. She was a talent that could be trusted to kind of do her own thing and not necessarily go completely by the script. You know, her and Sasha went out one week and buried The Undertaker while talking about how great they were. That tells you more about what people behind the scenes think of her. So the babyface run this time around, it might not have the side ponytail and it might not have the Bailey buddies, but if the fans are with her and the office are with her, like, I do think it genuinely stands a far greater chance than the original ever did. It's a shame it has to happen this way. Yes. It's a shame we have to take five, six years off people's careers. Five to, and six years, To get man. to this point. Same with Roman. It's not, yeah, it's not on that it takes that long to get to this point. You should just be, you should just be able to trust literally your own process in yeah. the case of Bailey and her NXT run. 
Well, can't wait to see what they do with her. Let us know uh, what you think they should do, how Bailey should return in the comment section or on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, watch that. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... Should probably feud him with Natalia at M. Sidgwick. <laughs> I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. But for now, this has been Get the Table. My thanks to Hamflit Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23. Shopify.com slash retail 23. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.